0: Welcome to Northern Latitudes, I'm Bill Ault, we're back and what better way to return than to have our friend Marianne Iveson, the host of Let's Take This Outside, join us to talk about what we did on our summer vacations. It's a cross-promotion podcast extravaganza where I use the word magnificent way too many times, but we have a lot of fun. This is going to be a little special edition of Northern Latitudes, the podcast after taking the summer off. I've invited our good friend, Marianne Iveson, to kind of interview me because I didn't want to interview myself. And I thought talking to myself more than I usually do would be really awkward for a lot of people. So Marianne's going to talk to me instead.
1: Thank you for inviting me to interview you. Didn't prep anything because you didn't tell me to prep anything. But honestly, I think it's just we're going to chat about adventures, which is my favorite that's to exactly do. what so we're i was going really to do. excited that you wanted to talk you're like do you want to talk about adventures i'm like i do this sounds fun let's do it
0: <laughs> okay so we're going to start with your adventures mine first yes yours first because mine's oh, going to take up all kinds of time yours was very cool because i know you love the Adir- adirondacks i know mm. you got back there so how was your trip? How was your summer?
1: Um summer summer was good a little bit back to to normal ish. Um uh one of a, a few like little little adventures, I would say some weekend adventures uh earlier in the summer was my first trip back to the Adirondacks with my friend Christy. Uh, we hiked Big Slide and uh, I got that bug again to to go back. So uh but then also again went to Tremblant for the weekend, did some hiking. It was lovely. But this Adirondacks trip that I I plan did it solo. It's weird because people think I think even you have said that traveling and hiking alone is you don't necessarily approve of it. Um, But it is. It's funny because I will get to almost like the end part first and say that it was exactly what I needed to find myself a little bit or regain some of uh, who I used to be or who I was. So I planned this. It was like Sunday to Thursday. I stayed this cute little B&B in Keene Valley, which is southeast of Lake Placid. So the Adirondacks are um, this beautiful set of mountains. Um, there's about 46 mountains over 4,000 feet. The thing is, I have not been hiking more than a couple hours at a time. I've not been training. I haven't been doing anything like that. So I thought I would go in there and hike some like big 46ers. But all the ones I have left are well over eight hours, eight, 10, 14, 20 hours are going to take me. So I decided to like respect my energy. Uh, I was also still doing some work while I was there too, to, to mind you. So I had to save some energy. I ended up doing just a couple, um, smaller hikes and, and by smaller, I mean like four hour hikes. <laughs> and they're still hard, right? They're still challenging. I, I did noonmark was one of them which is an, an epic which is fantastic view uh, great mountain And I had a, a wonderful time and then I brought my bike too, and um, had no expectations I've done no hill training when it comes to, to biking and cycling. but I was like a friend of mine's like you should, you should try you should try whiteface because you can you can drive all the way up Whiteface and some people ride up with their bikes And um, how do I, how do I give context to people who may not it's hard to give context to how much elevation gain there is in a short amount of time.
0: It's a tough climb and it's a tough bike ride. It's a, <laughs> you know what? Have it's you a driven tough, up before? It's a tough drive. I've done all. I haven't ridden my bike up. I have driven up and I've hiked up, but even driving up, it's a tough drive. Like, I mean, it's a tough drive in that you can hear your vehicle working hard to get there. So when I saw on whichever social media you posted mm. it on um, that you had ridden your bike up there, I went, wow good for you because mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been easy that would have been a steady slog of, and knowing you you just started out at the bottom and just started going and then went till you couldn't go and stopped for a few seconds and then did the yeah. same thing again and I had let a little it... drink and you know, a little snack and then just kept going because you set out to do it and you were going to mm-hmm. get it done
1: So here's the thing is I had no expectations for myself. I said, if you're not feeling it, turn around. There was no, again, because I had done no 46ers that week. I was like, you have nothing to prove to anyone. Yes?
0: She's lying, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Which part am I lying about?
0: You know, and I know that you set out to do it.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, but I was terrified. I was I was terrified because it's really hard, and I, again, I haven't been training for it. So, but I'm also super stubborn, and I have a lot of grit. So, surprise! So and you would have put and
0: you wish to and you would have pushed the bike to the top if you had to to get it. Yes.
1: Back. Okay. So to give for some data nerds, um, the part I did. So a lot of people bike from Wilmington all the way to the top, but I biked from the toll booth to the top. Uh, So that is, it was, what was it? 700 meter elevation game in eight kilometers. Does that make sense at all? Yep. Yep. Um, And that's
0: that's steep. Like that's. It was
1: like 8% elevation. 8% grade.
0: 8%? What's 8%? Well, you figure it out, man. You draw it on a piece of paper and then you think about walking it or riding a bike up it. 8% is going to challenge you. It's going to make you work. And when I saw you done it, like I said, I, uh, Wow good for you because that's that's a challenge and a half and like you said for people i don't want to put us in the same basket but that don't train full time to do this stuff mm-hmm. and we kind of make it up as we go along a lot of the time and we sit there and we go oh yeah i want to do that so here i go it's you know i had similar experiences hiking this summer because mm-hmm. it's like oh it's it's 8k oh well 8k turned into 14k or 16k yeah, 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 you know, depending yeah, yeah, yeah. where I was and depending yeah. how I felt and what I was seeing it's like oh I'm just going to keep going because I can take it I can go over the next ridge or I can get to yeah. the next ridge you're doing the same thing on the bike when you're going up the hill you're going oh if I can just get to the, that little spot yeah. there then I can get to the next spot
1: That's like, so you kind of nailed it a few times. So I, I stopped several times. It took me an hour and a half to get to the top. I stopped, I I, I explored the view. It was beautiful, but it was a slog. There was no flat sections. You've driven it. I've driven it. I've hiked it. Hiking, it's way harder. I will say that right now. It's a different, it's a different kind of, um, it's a different workout. It's just like a different, like you're on this beautifully paved, road and it's just a slow it's honestly it was just a slog but i took my time i got up there you know um ate a peanut butter and jam sandwich at the top in a cloud no view two to three times i've been up there i've been in a cloud so i had no you get no expectation you you can't set expectations right um the problem was it was misty even though it was august i was kind of cold at well, top i'm the like it's cold. gonna be i'm like it's gonna be freezing on the way down I so first of all, I'm elated. I feel so good about myself that I was able to do it and grind through it. But I'm flying down. It's the pavement's wet. I'm just riding my 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 brakes, and I'm screaming, Bill. I am screaming because I'm so cold. Like for like the the half of it, I was just like, ah! like, like that's the only way I could deal with how cold I was on that bicycle. And eventually the clouds opened up and it was warmer and I was fine, but it just oh, gave me, yeah, it just gave me this big boost. Sorry. What were you going to say?
0: How, how long did it take you to go down?
1: It took me an hour and a half to get up. Again, I was riding my brakes. I'm usually a bit more daredevil, but it was too wet. Maybe 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. I don't know. Like you can, you can hit some crazy, you could hit some, crazy, could hit some awesome. crazy speeds on that, like on that descent like crazy speeds you know, if you wanted you
0: know, to. You don't need that much of a descent to hit crazy speeds on a bike these days, but you would have been hitting really crazy
1: speeds. No, I liked my life. I was by myself. Like, you know, you're in America. I was like, nah, I'm not going to risk like, it. So.
0: I like my life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like my life. Uh, but yeah, but long story short, it was a little bit more backstory. You know, I've been creating this entrepreneurial life and, you know, building my business and trying to do things I love again. And I rode my bike four day, like four days the next week after I got home. You know, I was back outside. I like felt like myself again. And honestly, it was like just this big lesson in. I was like, you are doing the thing that you were dreaming of. You built this like life that you can go play and go have fun, but also work and make money and support yourself and play and and pay for these fun things so uh at the end of the day it was probably the best trip i've been on in a very long time and i'm so lucky that i i'm very privileged that i can do things like that
0: you're lucky and you're privileged but you also work to do that
1: i work very hard yeah and don't forget
0: that
1: (laughs) thank you Um, for saying that yeah
0: you you work hard at it and you know it's you work hard so you can do the stuff you do and it's mm-hmm. no different for me. And I hear it from people all the time. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I'm so lucky that I, you know, I'm responding and I'm coming in on Monday mornings at 6.30 because the the business that pays for all my fun stuff needs to be done at 6.30 in the morning. You know, so yeah. it's like, it's, we work for it. So don't, yeah, what- don't don't gloss over that so much because you work hard.
1: But yeah, what you don't see is me working at Saturday night at 9 p.m. So I can finish it, finish everything so I can make the drive and not worry about the next day. and the, Right. That kind of that kind of stuff. Right. So exactly. I was like, you know, exactly what exactly. I'm talking about. But your trip looked, you got some crazy pictures. It looked yeah, that's, amazing.
0: That's why I go on trips. But I do have to clarify one thing before we start talking sure. about our trips. Yeah. Just think about solo hiking. It's not that I'm against solo hiking. It's that. When I see it's because I'm a dad. Yeah, I know. And I'm a granddad. Yeah. Marianne coming down the side of a mountain at sixty kilometers an hour by herself on her bike. Yeah, you know, granddad Bill gets a little nervous about that. But right. Yeah. I understand it. It's I hike all the time by myself. You know, it's just it's just it makes me nervous, that's all. But No, yes. you,
1: you sound like my dad, honestly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It's but they've the dad like, coming out. Yeah, right? but they've learned. They've learned. The parents have learned that. Like, I just tell them where I'm going. I yeah, tell them yeah. like the the B and B I was staying at. I told the couple who owns it where I was going every day and when I expected to be back. So you just have to be like, that's as, what you have, you have to, to be responsible. That. Yes, that's all. You have to
0: be responsible for yourself, but you have to be responsible for the people that love you too. And you have to make the. You have to understand that those people are going to worry about you. But yes, getting back to my trip, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I was like so- yours, like awesome. Like I just went to the Adirondacks, which is you know my favorite place in the world. But you're, you're, you're all over BC, and just, yeah, your, <laughs> your pictures were like, so yeah, surreal. Okay, to, like so, you drove across Canada.
0: I always drive. Okay. So you always it's, drive. I always drive. It's always a solo trip. A few years back, it was like it was part of the grieving process when my dad, my Father passed away.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, It became an extension of the grieving process when my mom passed away. Yeah. So it's – but now it's coming full circle for me. It's more of a like, oh, geez, you know what? As much as I love taking pictures of all this stuff, it'd be really cool to have somebody with me doing it. And there are times even it's not solo hiking. And my trip changed this time. I was initially supposed to be going to the Dempster Highway in the Yukon, which would have been major – Follow. make sure everything's right. Make sure you've got the fuel you need, make sure you've got mm-hmm. the food you need, make sure because there are no places to stop. There's one place to stop kind of halfway, then there's a place to stop when you get to uh, Tuck. And then it's the same thing on the way back, and it's about a day.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's a full day's drive, basically. So
1: mm-hmm. you'd be
0: driving a full day, probably breaking halfway. So you'd be it'd be <laughs> Basically three days by the time you did the whole thing. Uh, there's only one place to get gas. Um, <laughs> you know, there's that's sort of, that. So it it is. And but I'm I've been trying. I've been trying to do the Dempster. Uh, this was my third failed attempt. <laughs> um, there's always something that happens. This year it was uh, the Alaska highway was washed out. They got it back. Oh, to, so they, they mean, got yeah. it. <laughs> they got it back to one lane. I thought I was going to be able to do it. And then they closed a bunch of the roads in the Yukon itself that I needed to get to the Dempster Highway because of uh, wildfires. So, Mm. you know, that was three, four days, four days in. So that was unfortunate because that still still needs to be done. But you make some adjustments and you end up spending, you know, an extra seven days in the Rockies, which isn't so bad. (laughs) The worst places that you can be, yeah. As long as you find a place to camp and you find a place Mm. to stay. We did all right. I don't know. We were away for 30 days and we spent 18, 19, 19, I guess, sleeping in the tent on the ground. So.
1: And by we, you mean yourself?
0: I mean me. Sorry. Me, we, I. <laughs> I have no we. There is no we.
1: We, me and my car. Okay. Yeah.
0: We, me and my car. Yeah. Me and my yeah. jeep. Me, and the, me and the Jeep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's
1: no, also side note, there's no better way to travel across Canada than Jeep, right? Like that's kind of the way to go. It's,
0: I yeah, like any, I, I mean, it's one of those things where you got a good vehicle that can get you where you want to go. I didn't bring the trailer with me because of, you know, the extremely high price of fuel. Um, so I, yeah. did, I didn't take the trailer. And it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I was expecting much worse as far as fuel costs. It's not that it wasn't high. It was, but it wasn't exorbitantly higher anywhere I Mm -hmm. was than it was here. So Mm -hmm. um, that part worked out okay. I just didn't haul the trailer. I'll take the trailer with me when I do my fall trip, but I won't, uh, I didn't do it this time.
1: You have to tell me about some of the coolest pictures that you took because like- Okay. So tell me me about some of these hikes.
0: Beauty Creek is a two kilometer hike right Mm -hmm. off the parkway on Highway 93 between Jasper and Banff. that I've driven by many, many times. Many times. (laughs) And I look and I go, "Eh, doesn't look like much, I'm gonna ignore it. And I have driven by. I was standing in a, what was it, outdoor store in Banff and the kid behind the counter was going on and on and on about Beauty Creek to these two older ladies saying, oh, you got to do it, it's easy, it's simple, it's only a couple of kilometers, first kilometers flat, you're just on the old road, and then you turn and you go into the woods and it's all, it's magnificent, even if you only go in a few hundred meters. And I kind of thought, really? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just standing there eavesdropping. So I decided to go in and it's, you find out later with some of these things that Beauty Creek was actually a really highly trafficked site on the old parkway when they rebuilt Mm. the parkway they moved it a bit further away so when you're driving by right now it looks like oh beauty creek is this little creek that's running through these gravel beds and it's flat Mm. it's at the front of the mountain so it doesn't look like much when you actually go on the trail you're actually walking on the old parkway for about about a kilometer you get to an old bridge that used to be part of the parkway and then you turn and you go into the mountains well up into the the foothills really and the next kilometer of the trip is basically one giant waterfall <laughs> it just wow. keeps going like you go and mm. there's little drops and then you go and then there's a a big bowl and you end up getting to mm. stanley falls which is a a really nice little waterfall and so i don't know i posted probably about a dozen pictures of beauty creek and it was just magnificent yeah you can yeah, I'm to
1: look while we uh, while we chat here, <laughs> so I can look at it while we. Uh, that was yeah.
0: a that was a few days ago on Facebook. I think I did them, and I, I mean all the hikes are are, it's hard to, it's hard to find a bad hike, but yeah, Beauty Creek was amazing. I mean, and an easy hike. It's a hike anybody can do. You could oh, do. There. It with, <gasps>
1: yeah. Oh wow, it's I just found it now. There you go. Oh, we also have to talk about Edith Cavell too okay because i just i just i just saw that you uh <laughs> that you went there this is insane there's like caverns this is beautiful yeah. a and lot like of
0: the- a lot of them a lot of the um, the streams and creeks and rivers are through caverns out there because the like athabasca falls is like that mm-hmm. um the north saskatchewan which i discovered mm-hmm. this year is like that the north saskatchewan actually disappears it's you know it's i don't know 50 feet wide and three, four or five feet deep in the middle and it goes into a hole in the ground. And that hole in the ground is is basically a canyon. And it's this little slot canyon that goes out the other side of an old bridge, cool. which again is one of those old parkway sites. There's this old cement bridge that's off to the side of the new parkway parking for maybe four or five vehicles. You got to go down about a 30 degree slope to get to the parking. And that I'm sure scares off most people. But in the Jeep, you just kind of go and you think, well, four-wheel drive will probably get me out of here at the end of the day. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. And then you start hiking on this old roadway and you find this magnificent waterfall. And then there's another spot. There's a hairpin on Highway 93 that you can hike in. And I've seen cars stop there quite often, but I've never stopped until this trip either. And you hike in there and you get the middle North Saskatchewan Falls, which, again, is a slot canyon fall which is, again, beautiful. And it's, there's there's so many stories there because the North Saskatchewan, that particular part of the parkway was used in the Second World War by the English and the Americans for training and for testing winter vehicles. So it's all these little things you find out that they don't Mm -hmm. really, they don't publicize. And it's, you, you, you know why? Because it's a little bit, you know it's a little bit off but well beauty creek isn't beauty creek anybody could go like if you're ever in the area mm. and you see beauty creek go even though you think well oh, this can't be you. no go um mm. this one the north Saskatchewan's a little trickier and i can see where they don't want people wandering off into the woods kind of thing to yes. find, find a waterfall
1: and i i, I want to point out two things the um the drive between Banff and jasper is one of the, i think it's one of the most beautiful drives in the world
0: it is by far. it's e- it's e- it's the best drive with maybe one exception that I've ever personally done. You get to the ice fields area and it's it's scary enough that you know you're driving in the mountains. Um, you get down to the park' you're, sorry, you get down to the ice fields, so then you're you're looking at these glaciers that glaciers fascinate me for whatever reason edith cavell which you already mentioned i hiked into edith cavell and the meadows was closed And the meadows trail was closed which was kind of disappointing
1: mm. i didn't so do that, the meadows when i did it but
0: so then i i continued along and i went up onto the top of the marine in front of um the glacier and you're walking along and you can't really tell that that's what's there But then you see there's, you know, you can always find the trails that humans have left behind, right? You you see these little trails up through the rocks and you think, oh, there must be something up there. So you go up there and I literally sat there for an hour, maybe a little more, just looking at the glacier, the pond, and the waterfalls. Because it's just mind-numbingly beautiful. And I would have loved to have seen Angel Glacier, you know, 20, 30 years ago, because it would have been magnificent. It's still magnificent now, but it doesn't really... Uh, it kind of does. But the reason it's called the Angel Glacier is because that's the shape of it. It mm. has two wings and the body used to come down the middle. Um, of course, all of that's much smaller and shorter now than it used to be.
1: I remember having like a spiritual experience at Edith Cavell. It, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it.
0: I, I yeah. Go ahead, try. Because I, I've been trying to tell people what I saw. and
1: You know what I'm talking what I'm about?
0: about? I honestly do. I sat there no. and, and I'm not... I'm not religious, but I'm sitting there and I I, literally I sat there for an hour in a lot of mosquitoes. (laughs) And it was just it was so overwhelming to look at it because it's it's just that piece of nature that's I think you and I talked about this before, that awe factor, right? You're just in awe. Like you're you're literally in awe. It's like you're sitting there, I have a camera in my hand. I didn't shoot a I didn't shoot a picture for at least a half an hour. And you're just sitting there looking at this piece of magnificence. And it's, mm. it's so overwhelming. It's so big. Like the, the rock face is huge. The glacier is huge. Cause you're, you're looking at it first and your brain's trying to, mm. trying to put together what the size is, you know, how the mountains are very deceptive and you're thinking, mm. Oh yeah, that's pretty big. And then you get close to it and you're going oh, it's huge. <laughs> um, yeah. So all those things kind of, get into your brain while you're sitting there looking at it and it was it it was very much awe-inspiring spiritual might be the right word
1: yeah i think you described it kind of perfectly for me it was of course it was like the size of it but it was also i think just how old it is and how ancient it is and how we're so lucky to be able to witness it and see it and um how sad it is also that it's disappearing and getting smaller and and almost like this, so when I say spiritual experience, I mean, I could like I don't want to describe it without sounding crazy. I know, <laughs> um, but it, I remember it leaving a, an impact on me, and it felt, it just, it it was like a weird energy. It was a different energy there. I, do, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah, you hear
0: you hear people talk about it in a lot of places. There's a you know there's a number of places people mention that you know, there's this feeling or whatever we want to call it. And that's one of them. Like I, I honestly, I, I -hmm. probably could have sat there for the whole day. I I continued up into, I took the climber's path for, I don't know, about 17 kilometers. I ended up in the basin up near the, um, the peak. And it, it was just an amazing, that was an amazing hike. I mean, there were so many amazing hikes, but there was, you know, Amazing helicopter rides, amazing hikes, amazing this, amazing that. Mm. It's just, you know, it's but it's one of those trips. It's what I've come to expect out there. And it's just, I mean, it seems unfair to say it, but it's every time you turn around, there's something. I mean, I, you know, I did a lot on this trip that I didn't expect to do because I was expecting to be traveling, driving. But just every time you, especially when you get the time, and it's one of the things I've learned over the last five years doing this, is you got to slow down. And you've got to take the time in places. You can't you can't be the tourist. You can't just run in, snap a picture, and leave. You've got to spend time in places to really appreciate them. The hike to Stanley Glacier was much the same. Stanley Glacier, as you get there and you're standing in front of it, it's a metal, a big metal. Um, the flowers were in bloom. And it was it's it's a a very well-known glacier it's in images all the time and um, again that same feeling it's that you mentioned the feeling of sadness and that feeling is there all the time I think with glaciers because you know they're retreating so quickly now um, it was underlined at um, the ice fields for me because Athabasca glacier which is the first one that I really was exposed to and it wasn't that long ago it was 2012 there's now a sign <laughs> that designates where it was in 2012 and where Ooh. where it is now, 10 years later. And it's a good kilometer. Um oh. it's it's crazy. Like it's you look at it and you kind of go, whoa, like the first time I saw you were here and <laughs> now you're mm-hmm. there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so that sadness is there. But there's also something just very I don't know. And maybe maybe it is, maybe you mentioned it. Maybe it's the maybe it's the age of them. Maybe it's the mm-hmm you know they've been there forever you know you see the pictures um you know i'll mention canadian mountain hella hiking only because they had a museum at the lodge and you could go through this museum of climbing and hella hiking and hella skiing and they had these pictures of all these places that i've been to now and you can see the difference and it's like you're talking you know some of the pictures yeah they go way back to the late 1800s but some of them are from the 1950s 60s it's stunning they don't even look the same Mm -hmm. and you're you're going like i recognize the mountains and i recognize some of the shapes but you know the glacier is you know so much smaller or Mm -hmm. you know that's changed because there was a you know a washout from a glacier flood or whatever you know five years ago or whatever so it's really it's a humbling experience too it always is like it's you you Mm -hmm. get there and you realize how puny we really are (laughs) Like it's like, yeah. you're standing beside you're standing beside a chunk of ice that broke off a glacier and is laying up the side of a pond by Edith Cavell, and it's you know 14 feet high and 10 feet wide and 12 feet deep, and you're going, it's mm, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and that's just a little chunk that broke off. And actually, a little chunk broke off while I was there. Mm. I got I got video of it. Cool. Well, I got I got a little bit of video of it. I missed the start, but I got little pieces falling down. Actually, I saw it happen twice while I was there. Oh, cool! Yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad you were able to go and experience that. It's such a cool spot. What? Uh, any other highlights? Any other favorite spots?
0: I have to mention a company, and, and you know, I don't, I'm doing it because they do such a great job. CMH Hella Hiking are amazing. I've been there twice now. I've spent uh what have i spent i've spent nine days in total at bobby burns and three days at the caribou's i'm going or sorry not caribou's at the bugaboos i intend to go to the caribou's next year but it's just such an amazing experience and they do such a great job but you get to see things i did a photo workshop there with callie and um three days of you know basically walking around in meadows is that is that your waterfall. previous guest yes I mean, as much as I'm talking about the Rockies right now, you know what, Uh, Waterton, which is on the edge of the Rockies, the prairies in southwestern Alberta, phenomenal. Um, I have all intentions of going back to Waterton at some Mm -hmm. point because it was just such a great place. Grasslands is amazing just because it's that badlands kind of landscape that every photographer loves. Um, riding Mountain National Park, which is in Manitoba, I did last year, is a boreal forest. But, oh. you know, for wildlife and stuff, it's amazing. I went to Prince Albert in Saskatchewan this year for the first time. And again, you know, you're, you have this picture in your head of what Saskatchewan is, and then you end up in Prince Albert. and There's this beautiful lake and a beautiful beach and mm. <laughs> this amazing little Um, park town. Um, There's five of them, I believe, in our national parks. We have a town like the Jaspers of the world and the Bamps of the world. There's five of them actually across the country in in different national parks. They're amazingly little villages that have grown into tourist areas, but they've still managed to hold on to that um, small town.
1: Special special yeah. little feeling
0: yeah. um you know the lodging and stuff there's all these little cottages that were built in the 30s and 40s that are still there that people have patched up and kept together for years and years and years that people live in for the summer or use for short periods of time and stuff and it's just incredible and it's it's not the only place but like i said we really we really really sell ourselves short when it comes to what there is to see here
1: and that's like that's only half like i have i've never been at east. East in Canada and it's my goal next year to go to go. Um, whether it's I'm, driving going on, or I'm going
0: October, so
1: nice. <laughs> like I, my, I, I yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it's a it's a vast, it's a giant country, but uh, we're very, very lucky. And you know, I said like, I go into upstate New York and technically it's the US, but I kinda consider it still <laughs> I consider it like mini Canada and <laughs> should, in my way. Everyone's super yeah, nice there. Yeah, and, no, Vermont's like right? that. Vermont, yeah. New
0: Hampshire, Maine. They're all kind of Canadian, yeah. whether That's they want I, to be that... where they want to be or not. They uh yeah, it's funny. It's uh oh yeah, my little US trip story this time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please uh, I, I this, meant to remember this, that. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Well,
0: first night out. Where when was this? This trip. When the first night I left. Oh, okay. I yeah, it's you know, it's one of these only Bill could do this. uh oh, um, no, what happened? Didn't, didn't sleep very well. Uh The night before, because I'm excited Uh and I can't wait to get going, right? And get away from work and start doing what, Uh you know, what I want to do, take pictures and stuff. So my objective is to get to Lake Superior Provincial Park, which is north of Sault St. Marie, Wawa area. And I'm 10 hours into the drive and I'm done. Like it's a 12 hour drive to get there, which I can usually do. That's usually my limit is 12 hours. Yeah. Um, But I'm, there's no way. I get to Sault Ste. Marie and I think I can't do it today. It's just not going to happen. So I pull out my handy dandy smartphone and use my handy dandy app to book a hotel room. And then I say, oh, handy downy phone, get me there. Give me directions because I don't want to mess up. And I've stayed in this hotel before. So I know, you know, sort of where it is in Sault Ste. Marie. so I'm driving along, do 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 you know, kind of, oh, I'm tired. It's, uh, it's going to be nice to get to the hotel room. Turn right. So I turned right.
1: <laughs> Did it bring you into the U.S.? Uh, put
0: me right on the international bridge. So, <gasps> So I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, so what's the worst case scenario? I turn around right now, do a U-turn and go back to Canada. Or do I continue on to the U.S. side and explain my stupidity? I decided probably to avoid the SWAT team, I would go across the U.S. (laughs) side and explain my stupidity. So I get to the U.S. side and I explain to the kind gentleman what I have done. And he asked me for my passport. And I said, I don't have my passport with me because it's expired and I'm waiting to get it back. So I didn't bring it on this trip because I had no intention of going to the U.S. Okay, sir you have any ID? So I, of course I have my driver's yeah. license and a couple of other things. So I hand it over to him and ominously, he closes the little window. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then ominously somebody else walks into the little booth and they're having a little conversation. You can't hear it. You don't know what they're doing or what yeah. they're saying or anything else. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened. So what happened is I had booked a room in the days in, but there's a day in days in on the U S side and a days in on the Canadian side. Uh, and they're both in Sault Ste. Marie. Cause it's Sault Ste. Marie on the American side as well. Uh,
1: right?
0: <laughs> so the window opens and he says, okay, he says, just go up here and do a U turn. And I thought, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't say that, but I was feeling that. And then he says, but good luck on the other side. And I thought, oh yes, the Canadian side awaits me because they're going to want to know what happened. <laughs> so i'm thinking all right so here we go you drive back you cross the bridge doing exactly the speed limit because you don't want to give them any reason to come after you and i get to the canadian side and i'm expecting the worst oh and it was shift change too so it was shift change on both sides right Mm
1: -hmm. so i'm
0: waiting on the canadian side and you can see them they put their hand up to hold you up and i'm thinking oh they know already right they're they're gonna make me wait so they make me wait but they're just doing the shift change so the one person leaves, the other person comes in, and I sit there for a minute, and I sit there for two minutes, I sit there for five minutes, and then all the little hand comes out the window and says, oh, yes, come forward now. Mm-hmm. I thought, this isn't good. So I get there, and I said, uh, how long have you been in the U.S.? I said, well, maybe about five minutes. <laughs> and she looked at me. I said, I made a wrong turn. I got over there, explained my situation. They maybe do a U-turn and come back. I said, not my best day. She says, happens all the time. See you later.
1: Yes. (laughs) See? I was going to tell you, I used to live near the Windsor-Detroit border. That's where my family is in that area. All the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You shouldn't feel silly. It was just
0: like okay so then yeah but
1: so, like you're but you're just your oh, chest yeah. is no, so tight I, I for was, like a few minutes yeah, yeah you're not the idiot. only idiot that day I'm
0: sure <laughs> no that was the thing Who so but that set the tone right it's like oh so this is gonna be like this is it but actually it wasn't the trip was really good. really good we got i just got to see so many great things And like i said i got to spend time on highway 93 which i've driven a number of times but i've never really just kind of Oh, well, we've got time. We're going to stop. Oh, I've got time. I'm going to mm. do Park. I got to do Parker's Ridge. Parker's Ridge is a nice hike. It's a beautiful hike. You get to see Saskatchewan Glacier and it's a beautiful view of the Saskatchewan Glacier, but you know, it's, it's a, it's another, what is it? I don't know. 12, 14 K hike. So, you know, it takes, it takes four hours. At least with my legs, it takes four hours. Um,
1: uh- It's cool, though, that you, uh, you know, you expected your trip to go one way and then, you know, um, you had to it went it went a different way. You couldn't get to the Yukon, uh, but you still made the most of it. It sounds like you're not bothered at all by it. So
0: realistically, when you're traveling up there, it's part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The wildfires weren't so bad in B.C. this year as they were last year. So
1: which natural disaster, which natural disaster, (laughs) global warming. the road
0: got washed out. The wildfires. But, as bad. but the, they weren't last year. They were horrible last yeah. year. The wildfires. The locusts. The locusts
1: were bad. But...
0: uh the locusts in gra- Saskatchewan. The grasshoppers in Saskatchewan. Oh, they're God. nasty, man.
1: Gross.
0: You, you. Oh, the front of my truck. The front of the jeep. It was about an inch thick. Like the pressure. Oh. The pressure washer was peeling them off. That's how many there were. And you're driving down the road, and you can hear them hitting. Thud. 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 Dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Yucky, and yucky.
0: And they have yellow gooey stuff when they explode on your bumper.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> is is there anything else about your trip that you wanted to to chat about, or
0: because
1: uh, you you also said it before we we started recording, you were talking about um some exciting stuff coming up too. So I wasn't sure. Oh
0: yes, okay. So what we're gonna do? We there is a we this time, Alina. Cool. Alina, my social media person, is rebuilding, recreating my trip. So we're doing travels with Bill starting in September on all cool. our social all our social media. So we're just going to relive the trip, which basically leads into the launch of next year's calendars. So then we'll have an event here at the gallery and the studio for the calendar launch for 2023, which will obviously have some pictures from this trip.
1: Um Amazing. And
0: so that's that's part of why we do what we do, just so we can have fun. Um, that's awesome. And, uh, no, it was, it was a good trip. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, CMH is expensive. You know, I get that for a lot of people. But if you ever got the chance to hang out of a helicopter and um, take pictures. And um, actually, I'm inviting one of the um, – uh, it was uh, Hella Magic – um, which is another company further north, up near Mount Robson, which was another highlight that I forgot about. Mount Robson's amazing; mm. it's the, just it's the highest mountain in the Canadian Rockies, mm-hmm. and it's just this massive beast. It's just amazing, and uh, mm. I was lucky enough to find Hello, Hello Magic, and they flew me around. But the really cool thing was the pilot. You know, you get into a helicopter and there's only two people and you, you know, they've set it up. So you, you know, you get to take pictures. So you've got the open window and everything else, you know, you get into the helicopter and you cross the person that's going to be flying you. And you think, I don't think this kid is 22 years old. So oh. I said, so I, so I said, so how long have you been flying? She responds 10 years. And Whoa. I'm thinking, okay. I said to her, you're either a lot older than I think you are, or you started flying when you were really young. She says I was 17 when I first started flying helicopters. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so Sophie's going to be a guest. We're just trying to line it up. Cool. That's Cause I, awesome. Because <laughs> I want to talk to her how a 17-year-old decides she wants to be a helicopter pilot she that's was so around. young that for her first year she got her license when she was 17 so she probably started flying when she was 17 to be or 16 to be honest i haven't asked her that yet but she had her got her helicopter pilot's license when she was 17 but she couldn't fly alone until she was 18.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy so
0: now she flies tourists around but she also does search and rescue flights and wow. she hasn't started doing the lumbering flights like they use helicopters to lumber now and she hasn't started to do that she says that's really hard and i'm thinking yeah flying a helicopter is really hard
1: yeah but <laughs> the, the the only time i've been in a helicopter uh was in the himalayas oh really <laughs>
0: yeah. well, you, you picked a good spot <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I just remember it being it's it. I remember being so in awe of the pilots and what they can navigate and what they can do and that skill. So I have like I have an, um, a deep love and for for oh, helicopters. I mean, they're amazing. Appreciation like, for for pilots. Yeah,
0: the pilots at CMH are amazing. You, you watch them sit down the runners on the on the helicopter, and there'll be a little flag sitting there so they can judge the wind it's usually mm-hmm. tied to a small tree that's probably 200 years old, but only a foot and a half high. Yeah. <laughs> and they will literally set that runner down, you know, 12 inches away from it. And the thing is, is when you're doing with CMH, you're on the ground, you're waiting to be picked up. So you're huddled and you're you're right there and they land right beside you. And the guides will throw your bags into the, mm-hmm. uh, the trailer on the one side, but you're standing, you're right there, you're huddled, and they're landing three or four feet away from you it's an amazing feeling. And then, you you know, whoever opens the door, um, you know, lets everybody in, you get in you jump in and they fly you either back to the lodge or onto your next destination. And we had an amazing, the one day with um, Callie, with the photography thing, we, we were up at 2 AM <laughs> to take pictures of the Milky Way over the bugaboos, um, which was amazing. And it was, it was funny. It's fun to watch. I love watching New photographers or younger photographers. This must be the coach, the coach coming out in me, I guess. But I love people having seen them have their first success at it. And uh, Jenna, Jenna was her first time she'd ever shot the Milky Way. She had an absolutely stunning shot. Mm. And we and we were going through the, the post-processing with her. And uh she was done and she she was so proud of it, so happy. And so that was our two AM, but then we had to catch a helicopter at six. <laughs> Oh. to get to get up into the bugaboos for sunrise and i got a shot i'm really happy with there as well the layers of the mountains and the colors and then we had to come back for breakfast <laughs> and we had to fly up again into behind the bugaboos to a meadow with the waterfalls and then i don't even remember we finished that day that's Is that the day i think that's, that's, that's so the tired. day we i think <laughs> i think that day we finished at, at uh, cobalt lake I think
1: you must have been exhausted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hiked just over 200 kilometers in the month. Jeez. So it was like, yeah, okay, my legs are tired. My I'm knees tired. Li- my knees I'm a little tired. my yeah. knees a little sore. I got to Waterton, which was on the way home, and there's this uh Bear Hump Peak, which is right in town, but basically you shoot up to it, and it's a steep climb. Um it had been rainy and kind of, I got a couple rainbow pictures and stuff. I was driving and it was, looked, but it looked like it was going to clear up. So I thought, oh, going to be a good sunset. Better get up there. So, of course, I'm booging up there. Like I'm trying to get up there as so fast as I can and I'm dying. <laughs> I'm yeah. the only one. I'm the only idiot out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't mind breathing like I'm dying. And I'm stopping every 50 meters or so just to catch my breath. So I can get, because I'm practically sprinting up this mountain to get these pictures. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a great water, great sunset and i'm gonna yeah. miss it i'm gonna be so angry with myself so i get up there it was an okay sunset but the views were spectacular so it made up for it anyways but um it's just you're so tired you know that's my mm. day whatever day 26 or whatever if <laughs> i get yeah. to you know i get to grasslands i spent two days in watertown go to grasslands i get to grasslands and it's like there's so much like i just want to sleep and there's a thunderstorm coming in so i go into the Office and I said, okay, I'm a reservation for so and so. I said, I don't think I'm going to set my tent up though for a while because it looks like a thunderstorm coming. Said, a thunderstorm? They haven't said anything about a thunderstorm. I said, well, I don't know. One just chased me across the province of Alberta. I'm pretty sure it's coming here. So then I went, there's a parkway there. You can drive out. I guess it'd be to the south. So I went out and I thought, I'm not, this storm is going to hit here. So I went out to the parkway and drove to the far end of it. And turned around and i'm taking pictures of the storm as it's going across in front of me and i get back to the campground and one couple's tent had been in half by the winds oh, cool. so so it was like yeah i'm glad i didn't put my tents. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like yeah it's one of those things there's so many little things that can happen right you're just like you're at the mercy sometimes but as long as you kind of know and you've been out there enough times to know that yeah, storms on the prairies aren't fun. They can be pretty well, you're so flat, you're so exposed, right?
1: Yeah. Nowhere you can hide.
0: But the same thing. I went for, I don't know, I eventually set up my tent, went for about a five K hike and set up on the top of a little knoll and got some decent sun pictures. So
1: Um, is there is there a place where we can see these pictures?
0: Eventually they all they'll all be on northern latitudes. We're taking a I'm taking a bit of approach and Alina's helping me out um we're gonna do i'm gonna do more stories with them now so basically as we're reliving them i'm going to try and blend in a little bit of here's what the hike's like here's a little historical note about the hike um and then there's some that are just stories right there's some that you know they're just oh this is what happened when i got to i don't know old woman's bay old woman's bay is usually a stop for me all the time um it's on Lake Superior it's a great site Catherine Cove Catherine Cove is I discovered this time on Lake Superior and it's an amazing little spot and it's literally Mm -hmm. it's one of those spots that's like 25 meters off the highway so you get out you take some pictures you take a break you walk around you have a snack whatever you carry on but Catherine Cove is quite picturesque it will be on my list yeah it'll be on my list from now on I think it's part of Lake Superior Provincial Park so yeah there's the you'll be able to see all of them eventually
1: Amazing. I can't wait to to put some visuals to some of these.
0: Yeah, and I wish you'd take more pictures.
1: I do. I just don't post as many at this point. So You should. But I, I will... Uh, uh, your
0: smiling, movie. beaming face after you've ridden your bike up the hills, you know, the mountain, that would be, you know, amazing. And you took one, I did. Right?
1: I took a selfie. You it's did. You
0: did take a selfie. I, that's what I said. It's amazing. Oh, so you okay, should outside. take more of them. And yeah, I saw I got... some other ones. I saw some from... Must have been Trombla. Yeah. 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 Nice pictures.
1: Yeah, are it depends. You? It depends where I am, what kind of mood I'm in. I do take I do take lots of pictures as a matter of like getting that. I got a I got a few good ones on. Um, There's no on such Face on White Face Mountain when I climbed it.
0: So learn learn this. There's no such thing as a bad one really. Because with your pictures pictures of these things kind of things are, you got to remember all the people that can't do it. And all the people that will never be able to do it, so they get to see your picture of it, or your point of view of it. Mm. That's may that may be all they ever get.
1: Yeah, I feel very again back to privilege and back to knowing that I can uh, do all these things. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to fall and uh, riding my bike and hiking more in cross country ski season and. Yeah, just being outdoors. Uh, yeah, see, that's the
0: one I don't do. So I, I can't even relate to that one. That one, that one's a foreign foreign, foreign territory to me. I
1: like, love okay,
0: talking. I know you do. It's like, I don't know. It's like freezing yeah. cold. Let's go out and ski our little asses off. Because yeah. like-
1: oh, that's my next goal, actually. So I've hiked up Whiteface. <laughs> I've dr- driven up it. I've biked up it. And my next goal is to cross-country ski up it.
0: Uh-huh. Why would you cross-country ski up it? Why wouldn't you, uh, what do they call that?
1: Take the gondola? <laughs>
0: No. Why wouldn't you take the, the what do they call them? Seal skins? Why wouldn't you take downhill skis up and downhill down?
1: Well, like I, they'd be touring cross-country skis.
0: Oh, okay. See, yeah. like I said, I know nothing about cross-country skiing. So it's the same idea. You basically, you would go up, you know, ski uphill, as it were. With, mm-hmm.
1: they'd, be, they'd have skins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then,
0: with skins and then you'd ski down?
1: I guess so to figure it what out. What do you mean? I guess so. I don't know. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that I don't the, have classic, what would be I don't the have... point?
0: What would be the point of going to the top on skis if you don't ski down? No, I don't, do don't a have I
1: I don't own classic skis yet. So I have to figure that <laughs> out still. I don't own the proper skis to do this yet. Okay. So, so uh, call. yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, uh just take a picture because I won't be doing it with you. So
1: that's all right. <laughs> I will It'll be cold. If I thought, uh, if I thought it was cold, like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Falling out of helicopters and taking pictures.
1: (laughs) So cool. (laughs) The coolest. Oh, can I plug my podcast, by the way, too?
0: You always can plug your podcast because you know what? It's such a great listen.
1: Thank you. I just listened
0: to your latest one yesterday. Yesterday? Yes. With
1: Arian Arian Canton?
0: Yes. In the aquatic the rain. one? Yes. I just listened to it in the rain yesterday and I was thinking, it's very fitting. It's pouring
1: oh, rain. Uh, one of your former guests, Melissa Lem, she's coming up too on my podcast. Oh,
0: nice. Melissa's a good she's guest. Good one. Yeah, smart, thank you. Smart smart lady.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my podcast is called Let's Take This Outside. Like we're in the same, I think we're in the same wheelhouse, but mine is more. Um,
0: your, host uh, is, your host is smarter and more professional than mine.
1: I do have a lot of years of broadcasting experience, to be fair. But I, I interview like uh, athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature. And uh, so we, um, so a couple of guests I have coming up is Melissa Lem. Her her name's Hillary Young, and I just wanted to make sure I got it right. You may find this super interesting. She um, works for Yellowstone to Yukon. It's um, a conservation initiative. So essentially, what they do is they work with governments and partners to protect key wildlife habitats along the western margin of Alberta. So yeah, it's they're super the ones super trying cool. to set up the
0: corridor, right?
1: We we uh, 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 corridor. So do corridor
0: because that's a wildlife corridor, right?
1: They do a lot of like the the, the wildlife bridges.
0: Yes. So yeah, which yeah, I yeah. which I think is part of the what they're trying to set up is called a wildlife corridor, so that they link all these parks, yeah, 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 um, yeah. from north to south because of the migration patterns.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if we talked about that specifically, but
0: doesn't matter. You and I just talked about it. <laughs> I
1: was like, you know, but her super, super interesting conversation. So it's
0: all your guests yeah. are. I a... can't
1: wait for your interview with um with the helicopter pilot. Sophie. So- yes. Sophie is her name. Maybe Sophie's, I'll steal her too.
0: <laughs> Sophie's going to be fun. Well, Sophie, Sophie will be interesting because, I mean, besides the fact that she was a pilot that really caught me off guard because of her youth and her experience, it was like wow, you'd be really cool to talk to. So I had to sell her a bit on the idea, but she's agreed to do it. So
1: Adam's coming up
0: too. Adam's coming up. He'll probably be... Oh, Adam Schultz? Yes, because Adam just did his 3,400-kilometer trip this summer. All right, thanks for doing this. I know you got other things to do. Go and make money. I still have to finish work tonight. (laughs) you got to finish work tonight. And Remember, you work hard to do what you do. Yeah. You sell yourself short on that all the time. You say it all the time. You say it all the time, and it makes me a little gives me a little twitch because I know how hard you all work to do this sort of stuff and rewarding yourself by having a bike ride up the side of a mountain might not be the way most people reward themselves <laughs> but <laughs> you deserve your bike ride up the side of a mountain
1: I, I do it so for hard. the descent I do it for the descent <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, this was super fun thank you so much for having me and uh, thank you for I love the cross I love a cross promotion thanks <laughs>
0: that's it for this episode thanks to Marianne Iverson the host of let's take this outside for joining us for some fun and thanks to producer Sarah Simpson and social media director Alina Simpson for their help this week our theme music and sound logo are by Titan Sound that's John San Filippo make sure to tell a friend about the podcast and send them over to the podcast page at northernlatitudes.ca I'm Bill Ault find your way to northern latitudes